You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.nbcocala.com. Well, we're finishing up our series on connections uh, this morning. And uh, next week, I'm going to start a new series called Main Things. Can I tell you something about main things? The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And you'll go, well, what is the main thing? We're going to look at that next week. It has to do with what God has called us to do as far as our mandate. We'll be getting into that next week. On Wednesdays, we're in a year-long series, I would call it. Maybe lifelong. Who knows? Who knows? What if Jesus comes in July? That'd be awesome, too. Um, But uh, we're calling it Real Life. Uh, We finished up this past Wednesday night looking at the issues of worry and fear and anxiety. I'm going to move on Wednesday night. I'll be here and opening this up and, uh, and leaning forward into this. We're going to talk about forgiveness, forgiveness. And over the next few weeks, we'll also talk about guilt as that's related to it. But a lot of people are dragging and running way slow and overheating because they need to forgive some folks. And we need to find out what does the Bible say about it and, and uh, some incredible uh, freedom is coming to some folks as, as we'll learn to do what the Bible says regarding forgiveness. And, 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 and sometimes you say, well, okay, I just can't do it. Well, sometimes because you don't see where the knob is on that. You don't see where to put the key on that. And we're going to get the light of scripture on that. And, uh, anybody here been forgiven? Well, then you can forgive and, and we'll look into it. Uh, important night to also bring your friends. This is also, this is to help you, but it's also to help you to help. Uh, people is to equip you for ministry as well. And, uh, so we'll look for you on, on Wednesday night. And you saw on the, uh, uh, spotlight video earlier, over a hundred people had, uh, made decisions for the Lord. The number I have is 129 decisions for the Lord in the month of January. Walk into this altar. Can we give God praise for that this morning? Thank you, Lord. I'm believing for it to continue. Amen. Well, um, in every game, and you got a big game today, Super Bowl. How, how many of you, and you're not in trouble for this all, how many of you just don't even care that there is a Super Bowl? Okay. Y'all call Alicia because she could care less. She just, just could absolutely care less. But anyway, in every game, virtually every game, there is at least one big play, game changer kind of thing. And it happens either way. You know, something can go really south for a team or for a player. And it's a game changer in that instead of uh, discouraging them, it fired them up. And so one way or another, you have some things happen. The same thing happens in life. Uh, Events come in life. Interruptions, shifts, challenges, disruptions. Things come to life, and I want you to get this. Uh, They're going to do one of two things. They're either going to distract you, or they're going to force you to focus. Now, get this again. You're going to have events, interruptions, shifts, challenges, things happen in life that are going to do one of two things. They're going to distract you and discourage you, or they're going to force you to focus. It's been been said this way. It's going to cause you to either be bitter Or it's going to cause you to be better. It's not so much what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens to you. So it's not just the thing that happens, the event, the moment, 
uh, the occurrence, the happening. It's not just that. Hear this. It's how you connect. Okay, we're talking about connection. It's how you choose to connect or disconnect with that that's going to determine some outcomes for you. And so this is very important. Now, listen. There are events that occur, moments that arrive, things that happen, and sometimes, and a lot of times, even undesirable events, moments, or things. And if we'll connect right with them, here's a couple of things that will happen. They'll cause you to center your life in God. Let me pause on that for a moment and make sure that you heard this. There are... Events that happen, moments that arrive, there are things that happen and occur. And if you'll connect with whatever's going on, it can even be an undesirable thing. It can cause you to center your focus and center your life in God. Some people don't center their life in God until they're in trouble again. And we're going to try to break that cycle so you just stay centered. But if you'll connect to it right, it will help you to do that. It will also cause you to learn to grow, to become stronger, settled, resolved, seasoned, tempered. And so the thing is, it's not what happens to you. It's how you connect with what happens to you and the results of that. Or you can connect wrong with it and it can become pivotal to you. The the same type of event or occurrence or moment happening in your life and you connect wrong with it and you know what it can be the pivotal point it can be the connection where your life kind of went south it can be the it can be the point where upheaval and and destruction and you become dysfunctional and broken and and dazed and lost um on television you see documentaries and reality shows all the time on hoarders and intervention Bob your head if you've seen any of these things and homeless and and there's documentaries and reality shows there's even series on these and it's interesting to me as as I watch those because it breaks your heart but yet you watch with interest and I actually try to learn from it as 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 well it's interesting that when they talk to the family members the friend uh, the counselor the coach uh, the doctor or whoever they talk to them, they will find that there was typically what happened to this person? What happened to this person that was so normal and now they're having to have intervention because of addiction issues? What happened to this person that was so normal and vibrant and now their their house is eating them alive because they're hoarding and, and there's no room to move or live and certainly not a healthy situation? What what happened that this person is now on the streets and had a family and had this and, and what happened? And typically, listen to me, it was an event. It was a something that happened. It was a moment arrived. It was a pivotal something that instead of them responding in one way to it, it ended up being the pivotal connection where they, that's where they started to fall. It's been said that the root of all issues is loss. And something happened that as a child, their parents divorced or they were abused or molested or neglected or, or something really went wrong. Their spouse left them. Some traumatic event took place, an untimely death. Something happened. There's some kind of event that happened. And this is, this is what I want you to get. You've got to look at these things and make sure how do we connect with these things? Because these things will either cause us to be bitter or they'll cause us to be better. They'll distract us and discourage us or they'll cause us to force our focus and get our lives centered up in God. 
And so we want to look at this kind of in, in uh, an interesting view, I think. And, and I want us to really grab hold of this here this morning. We've looked at this already in this series. But if this is today and this is tomorrow and our, our series is called what? Connections. Today and tomorrow are what? They are connected. We also have learned that yesterday and today are also what? They're also connected. And what happens on this lifeline, on this timeline, things happen. Events come. Moments arrive. And they happen along the way. And we have to make sure that we connect with, that we deal with these things in the right way. Hear me on this. So that we can end up somewhat whole. Now, I don't believe any of us are a perfect circle. How many of y'all have some dents? Some real flat spots. Okay. But what we don't want to end up with is just this wadded up mess. And this is what happens sometimes if we don't connect to these things in the right way. We want to remain as whole as we can. We want it for ourselves. But folks, and I'm going to be pushing on this in in weeks to come. You got to realize it's not just for us though. Our wholeness is not just for us. It's so that we can be a light, so that we can be a help, so we can be an encouragement to some other people. Amen. Now, you are a connection for somebody else. So, we are also to be lifelong learners. Not just in a formal sense, and I believe in that, and I'm committed to that. But also, I believe in, there's a million things that you can learn from. You should learn every day. That was really weak. You should learn every day. You, you should just watch and you should, you should learn things from babies. And you should learn things from old people. And you should learn things by watching other people and say, I just learned not to do what they did. <laughs> you know, uh, we can learn in so many, so many ways. Um, about a year ago, Thanksgiving, we redid a few things in our kitchen and we finally got one of one of these my whole life. We finally got with our sink, one of those sprayers that's on the little hose. I want, I've just wanted one forever. Don't know why, but I've got one and I'm an expert with it. And if you're rinsing glasses or a, a mug, I don't drink coffee, but I drink hot tea. And if I've washed that and which my wife encourages me to do. Did it be better that I wash it than just leave it right there? And I said, but it's all by itself. She goes, at my point exactly, it won't take you any time at all. <laughs> You're right. But I get to watch Super, Super Bowl. <clears throat> anyway, I'm an expert with these. And what you do when you're rinsing them, if you'll turn them upside down and take that hose, and there's a lever on there, and you push that, and you spray up in there and turn the cup, you will rinse that thing. And I'm expert at it. Do you know why? Because I have wet my shirt, my face, my glasses. <clears throat> I have learned. And the Bible also says, take heed lest when you think you stand, you fall. Because the other day, I'm just like, you know, and think all of a sudden, you know, just all over the place. You got to let off. The timing is everything. You should learn. My point is you should learn from everything. You should learn what not to do and what to do and, and pace and rhythm and, and so many things that, that we will learn. Now, typically in my message, 
I, I move for application. I want you to come out not with just knowledge about something. I want you to know how to apply something. And I'm going to address four things this morning. And I'm not necessarily going to tell you what to do with those things, okay? Here's the application that I want for us this morning. I just want you to pay attention to those things in your life. I want you to try to learn from those things in your life. And so I believe my assignment this morning is just to make you aware of some things that happen in life. And that you would just commit to this, that I'm going to pay attention in the right way as those things are in my life. And they're in all of our lives um, so that I can have the right takeaway from this. Um, We, um, growing up here in Florida and then living so close to Disney World, whatever your thoughts are on Disney or whatever, that is not my my point, my issue right now. We have taken our, our children, we've gone and we've enjoyed going to Disney a number of times every year, forever, the whole time we've raised our kids. And I have to tell you that probably my favorite thing there is fireworks. I just love, how many of y'all love fireworks? I just love, how many of you are afraid of them or something? It's like, you know, I just love them. And so I want my kids, even when they were little and I'm holding them, I wanted them to love the fireworks. And so what I would do, and here's the point that I want you to get. Don't miss the beauty because of the boom. Hear it again. Don't miss the beauty because of the boom. And so holding, especially when they were little, and I have five of them. They weren't all little at the same time. Everybody say, praise God. But I'd be holding one up and we're kind of breaking them in on fireworks, you know. And and there's going to be a boom And they bury their head on me or just hold me extra tight, which I loved. But I would say, but look, look, you know, so there'll be the big boom, but I wanted them to look and then things are going off. And this is the point. I did not want them to miss the beauty because of the boom, because then I watched as the park closes in and people are leaving the little ones who caught the beauty are going, wow. And the ones who miss the beauty because of the boom are going, wah. (laughs) And I see people in life that are, wow. And they had the same booms as everybody else. And I see some other people going through life with their head and wah. I want you to be wow people. Come on, I said, I want you to be wow people. And so let's don't miss the beauty. We sang it was in some of the words of, of one of the songs this morning even. The beauty of the cross. Now we've watched the passion of the Christ and we know how horrible, you know, the, the passion was and, and what Jesus went through the suffering for all mankind to pay the debt for our sins. But there's a beauty in the cross. Yeah, there was the boom and there was the, the horribleness of the cross, but there's a beauty that came out of that. And I'm so grateful for the beauty for the life that came out of that. Isaiah 61, 3, and I quoted it earlier, it says to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Get that one line, though. The beauty, he gave us beauty for ashes, beauty for ashes. Now, let me just go over these four things again. I'm not going to really tell you what all to do with these things. Um, and that was part of my struggle, even in preparing this, because I'm, I'm geared that way. I want to tell you what to do with this. 
But I really feel what the Lord would have us do today is that you would commit yourself. I'm going to pay attention to this and I am not going to miss the beauty of this because of the boom that may be happening in life. Amen. All right. The first one, and you might be familiar with it. Crisis. Crisis. Anybody heard of crisis? Let me just simply define it for you. Crisis is a situation, an event that we cannot control. We cannot control. We found ourselves unexpecting it or ill-prepared for it. It's disruptive. It can be traumatic. It can be horrible. It can be an upheaval. The thing about crisis is, is this bothering y'all? It's bothering me. In honor of the game today. There we go. Could you, could you get that for me? Thank you. Sorry about that. And we will cut that out of the television broadcast. But uh, crisis. Sometimes it's self-inflicted. Quick survey. How many of you have ever had crisis in your life? Self-inflicted, self-propelled. Other times crisis is course of life. It's accident. It's just things go on. And then sometimes there's an unwelcome shove that we find ourselves in crisis. There's, there's all kinds of reasons why, but here's the point. We all have them. We all have them. I'm so inclined right now to just try to tell you what to do with crisis. Um, and we do that a lot. We've taught a lot, awful lot on that. Um, you need to know that life is a continuous cycle of crisis and process. Everything is that preparing a meal is crisis and process. Oh, that's going to burn. And you got to get over there and fix that. And you go, oh, I got to get that. Oh, forget this. And you know, it's crisis and process getting ready. Ladies putting on your makeup, doing your hair crisis and process. I mean, <clears throat> so don't take that wrong. I mean, just everything feeding the animals, doing that, whatever we would be doing is crisis and process. And the, and the more that you realize that just kind of goes along with it, that, that will help you out in life. And crisis is always a pivot point. It's a pivot point. It's, it's a defining moment for us. When you're in crisis, when you realize, and, and realize crisis doesn't have to be huge, although a lot of times it is. And sometimes it's just a small crisis or several small crises. Crisis sees. Christ, <coughs> those. Um, but the thing is, it's a pivot point. It's a decision, defining moment where you're going to do something with that crisis. It defines something for you. you. You've got to at this point, and again, remember, this will make you bitter or this will make you better. This will distract you and discourage you or this will force your focus and say, all right, here's what we're going to do. And, you know, if you've sprung a leak, you know, a, a pipe or, or something has, has sprung a leak or you're in a little boat and you spring a leak, you don't just go, see, see, this just happens to me. No, you're going to do something, your gum, your sock, your something. You're going to find some way to start to process this. You're going to end up bitter. You're going to end up better. You're going to end up distracted and discouraged and defeated, or you're going to end up really focused in God, centered up in him. And so crisis comes and you've got to make some determination of this. 
Now, let me just give you a little takeaway on this real quick. And we're headed somewhere with us. A number of years ago, I went through um, a crisis, huge crisis. And coupled with that, a couple other crises. And, and this is my defining moment. Just collapse. Or something rose up in me that said this. Do you really believe what you say you believe? I said, I think I do. I think I really believe what I say I believe. And I put God to the test and I acted upon it. And I want to tell you more than ever. I really believe what I say I believe. And in Romans chapter 8 verse 28. It says this, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. And I asked asked myself countless verses, but I asked myself concerning this one. Do I believe that? I say I believe it. I teach it. I preach it. I write it. I do all those things. But do I really believe that? And this was my takeaway. Six words that continue to motivate me and move me. Everything always works out for me. Everything always works out for me. I believe that. That was my takeaway. That was my defining moment in that. Because, and it's not just about me. It's because I love God and I'm called according to his purposes. Because of the bulk of all of his promises. And in your crisis, it's a defining moment. And you better pay attention and don't miss the beauty that will come out of it. Because of the boom that takes place. Second thing is this. Wonder. Wonder. Now, if crisis is something we cannot control, wonder is something we cannot explain. It leaves us breathless, astonished. It's wonderful. It touches us deeply. I like to say it this way. It touches you in your soul. It often leaves you without words. When you try to explain it or figure it out, you get an error message. This is just too wonderful. And it just leaves us astonished at times. I want to show you a picture of my son, Joshua. This was last summer. He went with a, a crew and this the Grand Tetons and he's on what's called the wall. He's at over 13,000 foot elevation. And, uh, he was not by himself. We didn't allow that, but he went with a crew that goes and does this. And it's a, it's a retreat and they're climbing and camping and cooking and, and all this stuff. It's a getaway with God. And, uh, Wonderful thing. And Joshua told me, he said, dad, that was one of the most incredible moments in my life. Now it just looks like he's on ground here, but he's at over 13,000 feet, the expanse of the sky, all of this going on. And you know what that is? That's one of those moments of wonder. One of those moments of wonder. My grandson, Gavin, he just turned seven months. He's awesome. If I didn't mention that and loves him, Gimpa. Okay. Uh, but about a week to two weeks before he was born, we were eating lunch on a Sunday. We're sitting in a restaurant and my daughter-in-law, Katie was talking about how much he's moving, how active he is. And she goes, here he goes. And she's slid back from the table just a little bit. And we're like a week away from him being there. And I'm telling you, it was like a puppy in a pillowcase. I mean, just, (laughs) just moving around. I cried. I just started crying because I, the whole idea of having a grandson, the whole idea that my first son is going to have a son. And I mean, just all of this, I just couldn't even put, I still can't put words about, but it was one of those moments 
It was just a moment of wonder that you really can't explain. And, and here's the assignment again. When you're in crisis, pay attention to it all. Pay attention to it all. And when you're in moments of wonder, pay attention to what's going on. A number of years ago, and I don't want to give you too many stories on this, but this was a moment for me. Uh, some, some wonderful friends in the church, they have a, a condominium over in Daytona Beach Shores, and, and they said, if you ever want to use it, you can use it. And I took them up on it, and, and I went over there. But here's the time I chose to go, January. But I was going just to have a little prayer retreat to just get alone. I needed to get some direction on some things. And I went over and it was bitter cold, just bitter cold. But one day I'd gone to get lunch and then I'm driving on the beach and there were only like two other cars on the beach. They were both from Wisconsin, I think, but, (laughs) but, uh, has nothing to do with today's game at all. And I just pulled and I just felt like I want to get out. And the wind and the sand are blowing, but I got out of the car and I just, I just closed the door and I just stood there and there's this huge sky and this huge ocean and this cold breeze that is blowing. And I don't know what prompted all this, but just being there in that moment, I was so aware of God. I could promise you he was standing just right there saying, yeah, and when I made this, I decided I liked blue. <laughs> just felt so close. And most of these moments of wonder have to do with creation. Romans one twenty says this, since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. Don't miss these moments of wonder. Don't miss those. Let them touch you. Let them teach you. Pay attention to what's going on there. Third thing is this. You're not going to like this one as much. Aging. If crisis is something we cannot control and wonder is something we cannot explain, aging is something we cannot avoid. We try. Just in the U.S. alone to the tune of $30 billion a year, even during recession creams and surgery and clothes and everything else. And we are living longer, but we are still aging. If you haven't had one yet, you'll have it. And it's called a moment in the mirror. (laughs) How many of you have had one? Pretty much sounds like this. Oh, who is that? What happened? (laughs) It's really bad. You ask yourself this. Are you okay? kind of happens. I'm at a point in life and and I I exercise every week and I try to stay very active, but just because of aging, just because of aging, my ankles hurt when I see kids jump off of things. I'm just watching and oh, how many of that happens to you? And it's just this aging process that goes on. I realized too that there that I have now lived more years than I'm probably going to yet live. I'm past halftime. We're in the third quarter. And there are things that can only be gained through aging and experience. In 1996, there was a seven-year-old girl that was a pilot. Her parents had 
raised all their kids to just go for it and action and adventure. And she said, I want to be a pilot. And she went through all this training. She knew all the buttons and knew all the, she knew radio control. She knew the language. She knew everything. And they took off on a flight, her, her dad, her instructor, and they crashed and they all died. Because there were some things that happened there that also, although she had the book knowledge and she knew this and knew exactly this and this, she simply, and this was the review by a number of people, she simply had not lived long enough to understand some things. And there's some things that are only gained by aging and by experience. And we want to pay attention as you age. Resist it, yeah, but you know what? You can't avoid it. And make it sweet and make it wonderful. As you go along, enjoy all that you can in this. Here's the takeaway that I hope you have, that you leave life with a deep fellowship with God, knowing what really matters, that you gain wisdom, that you enjoy deep peace, that you have contentment, and this one's huge, that you're no longer so flappable by life, and that you're vibrant and you're fruitful. My goal in life is to be a resource for others. I want to be a sage. I want to be a peaceful, happy, wise, centered, unflappable old guy. And this is a resource for other people. Do not fail to learn during this process because otherwise you end up old, brittle, and bitter. And instead, we're to be vibrant and fruitful even in our last days. Psalm 92, verse 12 through 14. Let me give you one other one. And it's spiritual disciplines. Now, if crisis is something that we cannot control, wonder is something we cannot explain. Aging is something that we cannot avoid. I think spiritual disciplines are the things that most of us would just rather not do. And life tends toward disorder. Life tends toward inactivity. Most people, if they don't have something in front of them and responding right, will tend toward disorder, inactivity, laziness. And the only thing worth value in our life, get that word, everybody say value, is what comes to us by way of discipline. I know if money was given to me by grandma when I was little, Easy come, easy go. But if I mowed some lawns and stole some pop, I mean, found some pop bottles. <laughs> and worked hard for something. You know what? I was a little less free spending with that money. We watch it all the time in Hollywood. People that have just, they're rich and they're famous because mom and dad worked hard and we're rich and famous and it comes to them and they don't have any character and they don't know how to value what they do have. Anything worth value really comes by way of discipline. And so we've just got to, in life, pay attention to this and realize that if you're going to get anywhere past where you are right now, you're going to have to apply yourself to some disciplines. You're going to have to get yourself to church. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to read God's word. You're going to have to walk in love and be kind to people. You're going to have to forgive. You're going to have to find out about solitude and silence and even fasting. You're going to have to find out about these things. And they're not a list of do's and don'ts accompanied by guilt. 
They're wonderful things that if you'll just sign up for and embrace, so to speak, as you do that and participate and pay attention to what happens when you commit yourself to a discipline. Let me give you this and then I'm going to finish this morning. Discipline is something that's in your power that you can do. That will eventually enable you to do what you cannot do now. And you know what? This is the training part. We're not trying to follow Jesus. We're training to follow Jesus. We're not trying to overcome temptation. We're training to overcome temptation. We're not trying to be happy in life. We're training to be happy in life. And it comes through these spiritual disciplines. Let me just finish this up. My assignment today is to get these things in front of you. And to challenge you to pay attention to these things in your life. There's a connection between when these things are going on in your life and what you're ultimately going to become and what you're ultimately going to be able to accomplish. You're going to have crisis in life. Pay attention to it. And don't miss the beauty that can come out of it because of the boom. You're going to have moments of wonder. Don't get so busy and jaded that you forget the moments of wonder. I'll give you this one story and then I I promise I'm going to wrap this up here. Just about every summer we go up to Tennessee for vacation with the family. And we're in the Gatlinburg area. And if you've been to Gatlinburg, how many of y'all been to Gatlinburg? All right. You've been to Gatlinburg, they have the chairlift. And we like to go up the chairlift and we'll buy the tickets and you ride the chairlift up, up the mountain. And at the top of the, the mountain there where you get off, there's a little uh, store, souvenir store. And they got candy and gum and, and, and souvenirs and that break before you get back down the mountain and, and pictures and all this kind of stuff. But there's a lookout point too. And we go up there, Alicia and I go up there and we want to, we look out. And if it's in the daytime or if it's the nighttime, we look out because there's just a beauty to behold there. And a couple of years ago, one of my sons, and I don't remember which one it was. And I said something about, buddy, I love coming up here. He said, I do too, dad. And he said, because I can buy Laffy Taffy when I get up here. I said, could I have a piece? Listen, I'm just convinced so many people going through life and they're missing the real deals that are going on. Live life circumspectly, watching, looking, paying attention. Don't miss the beauty for the boom and realize that all these things, crisis, wonder, aging, spiritual disciplines, they are incredibly connected to who you're going to become and what you're going to be able to accomplish. I'm going to stop right there. Did you get anything at all out of this this morning?